It's Thursday, May 19, 2016. All of this with the global warming and that, a lot of it's a hoax. Donald Trump promises to toss historic U.N. climate agreement. The voices of the people were heard. Native American tribes halt massive coal export terminal in Washington state. Voters halt massive Nestle water bottling plant in Oregon. Duke Energy ordered to close all toxic coal ash pits in North Carolina. Plus... Another big climate victory for kids in court, this time in Massachusetts. All of those victories and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Climate scientists say that April was the hottest month on record. It was so hot, Donald Trump tried to make out with it. (laughs) Ooh, this is your... Green News Report. It's a beautiful month. April's a total 10. Okay, Desi Doyen, you've got so much green news today. (laughs) I know you can barely fit it into six minutes, so I will do my best to shut up. You're welcome. Okay. In North Carolina, two years after a toxic coal ash waste spill into the Dan River shut down the drinking water supply for 300,000 people, the state's environment agency on Wednesday ordered the company responsible for that spill, Duke Energy, to close and clean up nearly all of its coal ash waste pits in the state within 10 years. That's good news. That's a big deal to stop widespread groundwater contamination. Millions of gallons of toxic coal ash waste from Duke Energy's coal plants sit in unregulated, unlined pits. But the company plans to seek a rate increase to pass along the cost of the coal ash cleanup to its customers. Of course. And by the way, the governor of North Carolina, Pat McCrory, what did he do before he became governor? Oh, he was CEO of Duke Energy. Oh, go figure. Donald Trump says that if elected, he'll renegotiate the historic United Nations Paris Agreement. On Tuesday, in an interview with Reuters, the presumptive Republican presidential nominee panned the landmark global climate agreement, which was unanimously adopted after decades of negotiations by all of the world's governments to reduce emissions and confront climate change. Trump says he believes that China will renege on the agreement. But in reality, of course, China is well on its way to meeting its pledges and leads the world in renewable energy investment. It's worth noting that if Trump has his way, the only nation that would actually be reneging would be the United States. And he needs to renegotiate with how many countries? About 200 countries signed on to that? Yep. Good luck. In California, the pipeline company responsible for last year's Refugio Beach oil spill near Santa Barbara has been indicted for failing to maintain the decrepit onshore pipeline, which ruptured and spilled nearly 150,000 gallons of crude oil that killed wildlife and fouled miles of California beaches. Houston-based Plains All-American faces 46 criminal counts, including four felony charges, and potentially could see more than $2 billion in fines for the incident. But they made $43 billion in revenue last year, so they'll probably be okay. Exactly, and it'll be a tax write-off if they get any fines. Another victory for kids on climate in the courts. The Massachusetts State Supreme Court this week ruled in favor of four teenagers who sued the state of Massachusetts for failing to regulate greenhouse gas emissions as required by a 2008 state law. The justices agreed, ordering the State Department of Environmental Protection to write and implement carbon emissions regulations by 
the end of the year. It's the latest in a string of lawsuits brought by children around the country to force state governments to act on climate change. They're making the argument that, hey, we're kids and therefore you have a responsibility to take care of the environment that we are going to inherit. That's right. And the courts are agreeing. So far, so good. I like it. Voters in Hood County, Oregon on Tuesday voted overwhelmingly to kill a new water bottling plant proposed by food giant Nestle. They voted by nearly 70 percent. The voters passed the countywide ban on large bottled water operations, effectively blocking Nestle Water's plan to tap a spring that supplies their municipal water. Supporters said the plant would bring jobs. Critics said it amounted to privatizing their public water supply amid a drought. Finally, in Washington state, a a massive proposed coal export terminal has been stopped. After a five-year effort by grassroots activists and Native American tribes, the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers has denied a crucial permit for the proposed facility at Cherry Point because it would have decimated the treaty-protected fishing grounds of the Lummi Nation tribe. The grassroots opposition campaign was the deciding factor, according to Marianne Hitt, director of the Sierra Club's Beyond Coal campaign, in a recent interview on the broadcast. Demonstrating the power of advocacy in addition to the Lummi Nation, we had hundreds of thousands of people across the Northwest speak out against these export terminals, and the voices of the people were heard. And so it's a victory for our climate, it's a victory for our treaty obligations, and it's a victory for democracy. The coal industry proposed six massive coal export terminals for the Pacific Northwest. Five have been canceled so far. Lots of victories today. Thank you, Desi, for much more on those stories and all the ones we couldn't fit in. Check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find us and follow us on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyle. And this has been your Green News Report. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind, I can never get enough. And every time I step up in the building, everybody hands go up. And they stay there, and they say yeah.